You're listening to the Bugcast, broadcasting from Studio B, from the heart of WBUG. Hi there, this is the Bug. Just want to remind you, if you want to reach me at any point in time, I can be reached via email at bugdom at yahoo.com. Bugdom at yahoo.com. Again, for questions, feedback, or just general information, bugdom at yahoo.com. That's one word. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. Um... Quick apology for taking forever to get this episode out. Uh, I didn't really feel like there was a rush, but at the same time, uh, I didn't mean to postpone it for as long as I have. And uh, I've had a lot of things come up and a lot of things um, just kind of interfere with my schedule in trying to get these out by Sunday every day. And uh, so for that, I apologize. I apologize for the inconsistency. I try to, I'm, I'm trying to improve this process as we go forward. And uh, yeah, it just, uh, this wasn't a good look for the podcast and what I'm trying to do here. And uh, I suppose I could have made some time to kind of just jam it out there, but I, I didn't really feel like that would have been fair to me because this does uh this is a passion project of mine and when I say that is I developed this as a way to answer or help a lot of people that they come to me about audio stuff and um I kind of want to revisit a previous topic um a little bit here and um Going back to the beginning of, well, sort of the beginning, one of the first couple episodes um, where I did the interview with uh, my good friend Gio, I, um, we, we had talked about, you know, a, a newcomer to the audio scene, if you will, and, um, you know, what would be the best approach, and so... I have been working with him ever since to kind of put together a budget and what we could do within that budget to get him the best audio equipment uh, for his setup uh, within his budget and also within the space constraints that he has to work with. Um, You know, I'd love to tell him to get a full size of wooden stereo cabinets, speakers, and not worry about it. He just does not have the room for all of that. So what we ultimately came up with is he's not going to go totally analog uh, with his main... um, with his main setup. And he's also going to integrate the uh, the home theater aspect with regards to his audio setup. So what what we decided ultimately with me consulting and him just telling me what he what his goals were, um we're going to go, I think, with um, a set of speakers that are probably between bookshelf speakers and floor-standing speakers. And that's where my clips, the sixes, uh, fall into. They're bigger than bookshelf. I wouldn't call these bookshelf speakers. But I wouldn't, they're definitely not floor standing. So they're in that nice happy medium. Uh, they're three-way, they're, they're three-way, the horn tweeter, a mid-range driver, and a um, woofer. And that that's a good starting point, I think. I'm doing this backwards from what most people would because I'm going with the things that take up the most space in an environment. Uh, 
So speakers that are going to be that in-between level where they're not so huge that they're standing on the floor, you know, taking up all that space. But then again, they're not going to be in a position to where you're not going to get a full rich sound out of them um, as bookshelf speakers very limited in uh, their range of uh, the low end especially but you know quality is just if you're going to spend the money to get the quality out of a bookshelf speaker you might as well jump up to the next level a little bit and spend your money that way um, we're looking at an Onkyo receiver for uh, to drive the system uh, we're looking at a mid-range price level, probably five, six hundred dollars. Um, we have a model that we're looking at, um, which I can tell you right now what it is. And uh, we're buying used equipment because, uh, like I said, he's got a budget he's working with. We're going to look at the. Um, see, I want to check out my notes here, but. Uh, is it this? Is this the Onkyo? No, that's not it. Uh, I have to, I have to find my notes, uh, my other notes. <laughs> um, show prep on this was just uh, not very, not very well. But anyway, the model num the model is um, if you're really important, just just email. You heard the email at the beginning of the show. Uh, just email me, and I'll I'll tell you what the model number is if you care that much. But it has enough. Excuse me. It has enough, uh, definitely has enough oomph to drive a good set of high-end speakers. That's one thing about Bose that I didn't cover um, in that episode was that uh, you need a lot of, you you can't underpower those, those speakers. And that's true with most high-end speakers. Underpowering them with the, with the bad amplifier uh, is not going to help your experience. You're going to get an expensive set of speakers thinking, well, that's what I'm going to listen to, so it doesn't really matter what kind of amplifier I get because, you know, i got high-end speakers. That's where I put my money. Uh, no, no. Like the Bose environment, you, you have to think about every component, including your cabling and your wiring. Um now, I'm not saying go get monster cables or anything like that, but you want the proper gauge and the proper insulation on those wires and uh, what they're rated for. You don't want to you don't want to use underrated wiring and cabling for your system. So just keep that in mind as you build yours and. Um, so there, I'm not sure exactly what brand we've landed on. I know he he realizes that it, um, I lean towards Klipsch, but I think it's a toss-up between Bose and Klipsch right now, depending on what model Bose. Bose is very interesting because the speakers themselves aren't that big, but they need space to breathe in order to sound right in most instances. And uh, I'm not sure if... He wants to go that route. So, um, I think uh, ultimately we'll probably set on some medium-sized passive clipses of some sort. Um, he likes two-channel stereo, um, which is cool because he doesn't have the room to go 7.1 or, you know, whatever the THX certification is this week. Get into that later. Uh, so he's sticking with two-channel audio, which is cool. The Onkyo is more than capable of that. But if he ever did want to expand 
his drivers, um, he could do that. He's he's got enough room to grow. If he if he ever has a position where he has more space and he moves this system with that into the with himself into that new space, uh, I think he have this. He will never have to have uh, another device with this Onkyo. And I like made in Japan electronics, uh, made in Germany cars, made in America everything, and uh, made in Japan electronics. That's that's kind of my philosophy. Uh, it's one thing America does really good. If we're 100% of the process, in other words, we design it here, we market it here, we manufacture it here, it's a top-end product. It's high-end, like, you know, I like Klipsch, um, you know, but um, if it, if it's not 100% American, at uh, some point there's going to be a weak link in that chain and it's going to fall to crap. Um I don't like reading on the DeWalt box, for example, you know, assembled in the United States with global materials. No. You can't trust where those materials came from. You're just putting it together. It's not, that's not, I mean, yeah, there's jobs here you're providing, but as far as the quality of the product, if the, if the whole thing is not 100% produced here, designed here, produced here, you're going to have a problem. And that's the hard part is finding that magic, you know, oh, that magic formula for American products. And that goes for anything. And um, there's a reason the Ford F-150 is the best-selling vehicle of all time right now. Uh, and that's because it's made here in America. It's made in Detroit, Dearborn, actually. Um and it's an American company made here in America by Americans, uh, and it's it's quality product, and uh, that's a good example. That's a good example of what I'm talking about. Now, America has gone away from manufacturing in the past, so that that just means that when they do make something here, it's not 100% sourced here. So then you have weak links in the chain, and I'm getting diverted. Um, sidetracked majorly but I'm making a point here I'm not just saying that because I'm a, I'm an American and I love America this, I think that's true for most things like a German car made in Mexico uh, just kind of doesn't it just you know German cars here made in America uh, like Mercedes for example uh, I'm not knocking Mercedes at all because the factory is here in Tuscaloosa and well, it's in Tuscaloosa County, sort of. Um, and I know a lot of people that work there. And those those cars, you know, they're held to a high standard. But you don't always get that, especially in another country. If you're building German cars in Mexico, you're getting a different kind of quality worker there, different pay level, different skill set. Uh, and it's kind of coming true here right now. So um, if you're going to go with American products, speakers in this case, that's what we're talking about, you're going to have to spend the money and make sure that it's 100% made here, marketed here, everything. Because any step along the way, you're going to sacrifice and you're not going to be happy. That's kind of the problem with Bose. People don't want to spend the extra they get a set of Bose speakers, they missing some major components, especially the equalizer on the 901s and the 802s. Uh, you miss, you, you don't have that particular component that is designed with in conjunction with that speaker. You're, you're going to shit all over it and you're going to be writing your review, but it's your ignorance that caused you to have a bad experience. So be educated. That's what I'm here for. I'm trying to help you. Excuse me. I'm trying to help you figure this out. And I'm not trying to do it in a way where I'm talking rocket science. I'm just talking water cooler format here. So I'm not talking over your head. I'm not trying to overwhelm you with schematics. You're not an electrician. You, you just want to hear your music. You want to watch your movie. You want it to be good. You want to know what, what direction to even go in. So... 
And you're curious about the history. I wonder how this got started. I wonder how that got started. Well, you know, that's what inspired me to start this podcast. So I don't have ulterior motives here other than make sure you have the best experience with what you have available to you. And uh, that's why I lean to vintage. I lean vintage on a lot of these American products like Bose and Pine. Pioneer has always been made in Japan, but it's going through some, I think Yamaha bought Pioneer recently or something. It's not, Yamaha's an excellent brand, but its own brand. It just bought a competitor. So there's no way Yamaha is going to make Pioneer better than Yamaha. You know, so there's there's a a trim level there. You know, like back in the day, you had your Ford, and you had your Mercury, and you had your Lincoln. You had your Chevrolet, you had your Buick, you had your Cadillac, Okay. There's trim levels, different brands, but it's really just a different trim level on the same product. Mercury was always a little bit extra than the Ford model was. The Buick always had a little bit extra than the Chevrolet model did. The Cadillac have even had even more than the Buick did. The Lincoln had even more than the Mercury did. And that's just pure marketing. So if Yamaha buys Pioneer, Cadillac just bought Buick, okay? So if you want Cadillac, buy Cadillac, okay? If you want Buick, just know that you're getting Buick. You're not getting Cadillac. So going back to my friend Gio and setting his system up, uh... We're also looking at integrating this as his home theater setup. He wants some nice speakers. He doesn't necessarily want the whole 7.1 uh, deal, but if he ever does, he's got room with the Akio receiver that he's going with. Uh, he is he is limited in his physical abilities. Um, so wiring is going to be a real issue. Most of this is going to be handled by HDMI. Um, so he could do this with one hand if he needs to unplug something or plug it back in. Um, he doesn't have to splice a lot of wires together. Now, when the time comes, I'll be helping him set this up. But right now, he's just in the planning stage. He doesn't know. Uh, he asked me what his budget should be. And I'm like, dude, you could you could spend $15,000 easy on a set of speakers alone. So I'm not the person to ask about that. Um, what do you want? How how important is this to you? How far do you want to go with it? And again, we're trying to find that happy medium. So again, on the used market where a lot of these products are going to be sourced, I think uh, the Onkyo is going to be between five and $600 if we keep our eyes out. Uh, the speakers are going to be between 600 to $1,000. Um just depends on what he gets, um, what I find for him, uh, what he finds. And also we're gonna look at the TV. I'm not I'm I'm not doing TV. That that I just I know what I want to get eventually as far as TV goes, but that's not my thing. I've the 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 audio is primarily what I'm focused on. And uh, he kind of wanted everything. He wanted a record player. He wanted a mini dish player, tape deck, and all that. And I was like, again, how far do you want to go? How, you know, as far as mini disc goes, yeah, you can collect those fairly easy and you could tuck them away in a drawer somewhere for the most part. But are you really going to take those out? And that's going to be the, really the way you're going to listen to music. Like, if you want to listen to your favorite Journey album, are you going to wait three or four months to find that mini disc to, to acquire it? Imagine trying to get the whole the whole catalog, the whole discography. Um, you could probably do that with a record easier than you could do the mini disc. Even though, like I said, as far as digital formats go, I definitely feel like the mini disc was better of the two between it and the CD. I even have an appreciation for Laserdisc going back in the day. And we'll talk about that in another episode because that's less audio and more video. And like I just said, that video is not really my thing. That's what I'm not doing here. But there is a component to it that is audio, and I'd like to get into that a little further down the road. 
going further, the TV is going to be integral to his setup. Um, it's not what I'm focused on. It's kind of a off-the-beaten-path route as we move forward in this whole endeavor. And when we do move forward um, and get a plan settled down on what he wants for his home audio setup, um, uh, he's going to be really happy with it. Uh, he definitely wants a record player at some point. Uh, the process and the quality of listening to a record album is appealing to him. Um, having experienced that with me, it kind of, I must admit, rubbed off on him over the years. And that's good. That, that's what I'm doing here. I'm hoping to influence you and uh, make make the leap forward. Now, uh, we're going to get ready for the news here in a couple minutes. And uh, actually, less than a minute. And uh, we'll see what's going on in the news. And I'll see you after the news. And now for the news. All right. Uh, here we are with the news. Uh I'm on my old cell phone for the news while my good cell phone charges. And I don't like using the computer while I'm recording the podcast. So there's that. But fortunately, I do have a backup here. Um... That's interesting. Okay, well, uh, Britney Spears is still in the news, and uh, I'd like to talk about that here in a second. I really feel bad for what's going on with Britney. Uh, it has been revealed that um, it's recently been revealed that her father was slipping her uh, lithium at some point to... Uh, I'm trying to get to the news here. Um, uh, just, okay, here we go. Um, the lithium thing really bothered me because that, that shows malice intent. He's not interested in her well-being. We all knew that. Um, but the father is removed uh, from the conservatorship. Um it does talk about conservators. Um, the Spears case brings it up. Uh, I, I have strong opinions about this, especially as it relates to Brittany. Um, I do feel like it's it's a good way for people to take advantage of other people and. It's like power of attorney. I don't know what the difference is between a conservator and a power of attorney. I think maybe that's what you call somebody who has power of attorney, the conservator. Um, I'm not sure about all that. I'm not a lawyer, but I just feel it's just, I mean, people have a right to be nuts. I mean, you know, and I mean that in the most beautiful way possible. If I'm a little off, I'm, I'm a, Kanye is a good example of that. I feel so bad for him because he's labeled a nut job, crazy, just because he doesn't feel the same way as the mainstream. He has his own ideas about things. Agree with him or not, that's not that's not what I'm doing here. I 
myself completely misunderstood Kanye, and I was one of those people that judged him. And I forget who did it, but there was this hour and a half long video of him where the interviewer was even arguing with his ass. You're doing an interview. You you stay the hell out of the, the conversation and let your interviewee talk. All, all this dude kept saying was, oh, I'm just going to have to agree to disagree with you there. It's none of your business. Okay? Let Kanye express himself how he chooses to because you don't agree with it. I'll give you a good example, and this really pisses me off, okay? Everybody and their brother eats a steak, medium rare. There's some pink in there somewhere, okay? There's color charts. There's temperature things. Everybody and their brother eats their steak with some kind of pink in it, okay? I understand that. I get it. That's fine. I don't have a problem with you eating your steak any way you want to eat it. But the very minute somebody finds out that I eat my steak well done, it's hell to pay. I get so much shit for it. I don't even tell. It's like speaking your political views, man. We are so divided as a society that we can't even accept the fact somebody might eat their steak a different way. Okay? And I promise you, I, can, I promise you right now, I can make a steak. I can cook one. If I do it, I can make a steak and cook that sucker so it is just as tender and just as flavorful as any pink thing you can produce. Okay? So I am not hearing the argument that well done automatically means tough. Yeah, if you're in a hurry and you, you're you at a restaurant, and they're trying to get your check and get you out and get another person in your seat, and they burn your fucking steak, yeah, definitely going to have a problem there. The reason restaurants are selling this undercooked shit is because it's about time, and time is money, okay? But you developed a taste for it, that's fine. Our ancestors ate raw meat. Wild animals eat raw meat. There's nothing wrong with it. One day you're going to snap and hit, you know, get some kind of parasite like mad cow disease or something. That's not my business. I'm not here to tell you how to eat your steak, okay? There is a reason that we put our food over a fire, okay? There is a reason that we cook it. From a digestive point of view, it is nearly impossible for a human to di completely digest raw meat. Did you know that? So by the time the average male passes away, he's got literally pounds of meat stuck in his bowels that his body couldn't digest because you know what? He somehow fell for this restaurant's marketing ploy that undercooked steaks are somehow better and more tender, okay? That's just like Kanye. Kanye doesn't agree with a lot of the people out there, he's anti-abortion, which is, you know, as a black man, he, what? You know, so uh, he doesn't agree with the mainstream law thing. And, you know, what the hell, I put ketchup on my damn steak. If it's not a real expensive steak, and, you know, fuck it. I'm going to, and I'm sorry for this language, but, you know, it, I've just had enough of this divisiveness, this team player, this tribalism, whatever you want to call it. I've had enough of it because, man, I'm not even joking. About the steak thing, you th you think I I clubbed a baby over the head or something, okay? And I drink black coffee, and I get I get, oh my god! If you ever see me with a steak and a coffee, I'll probably get accosted at a restaurant somewhere. I don't. I, I mean, you, you know, okay, I gotta chew a little bit more. Fine, whatever. I'm safe. I'm digesting this better than you are, okay? But that doesn't mean I'm telling you how to eat yours. Okay, I know I'm right. I'm confident enough to know I'm right. I'm educated and informed. Who's the ignorant one? Okay, so Brittany and Kanye they they march to the beat of their own drum, and they get it. They 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 get oppressed for it, like literally. Poor poor, poor Kanye. It's like, hey, why aren't you taking your medicine? Because I don't like the way it makes me feel. I'm not as creative. Oh. 
Then you got Brittany. You know, she's medicated to the point where, oh, she's going crazy. She shaved her head. I would, too, if I was her. That poor girl has been in the spotlight since she was a Mouseketeer, not even old enough to even be responsible for her own money. Okay, so lay off the celebrities who don't think like you do. And um, I don't know. There's a great scene in the movie uh, Robert De Niro played in. It's called the uh, A Bronx Tale, where C's father is a bus driver. He's a blue-collar man. He has steak once a week. And he put ketchup on that steak, and I'm sure that steak was well done. And uh, that was his only delight in the world. And he, with his humble means, um, his bus driver in New York, uh, Italian-American. And uh, when he got his steak on Sundays, uh, he put ketchup on it. And... Uh, Ever since then, I associated with ketchup on a steak as a blue-collar thing. And uh, this has nothing to do with music. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Because I'm, I'm, I, I'm making a point here. Uh, the fact of the matter is that blue-collar Americans, uh, like my father, like myself, uh, are, are spit on in this country. If you don't have a college education and you don't wear a tie to work, uh, you don't have some kind of freaking acronym in front of your name, uh, you, you're judged harshly in this country. Yet, if those people didn't mine coal, if those people didn't drill for oil, if they didn't pick up your garbage or mow your grass, you would have to do it. Your lights would go out. Your car would not run anymore. Whether it's electric or gas is irrelevant. So it, it just bothers me, you know. And I don't take it personally per se because, like I said, the restaurant industry conditioned us to believe that undercooked steaks are better than fully cooked steaks because uh, it takes longer to cook a stake to wellness and they're all about the dollar and uh they want you in there and out of there so if they gotta take 15 extra minutes to cook your steak first of all you're not gonna be happy because mm, i want my food it needs to be here now materialize and second of all the more people they can get in your chair in a night the more money they make and that's the whole bottom line with, with gratuity in this country. I, I don't believe in tipping. I do it because there's, there's people that are in a position where that's just, they, they're they stuck. But the, the culture of tipping, I don't agree with. So bottom line here, people, is, is um, whether you like Kanye or not, whether you like Britney or not, I'm not a big fan of Britney's music. That's not my style of music. And, and I didn't really pay her a whole lot of attention until very recently, and I understood her situation. So I'm able to look at somebody that I disagree with. It's like, I, you know, I'd rather hear her do more meaningful music than just, you know, cookie-cutter pop stuff. You know, she's way more talented than that. She could be. Uh, you know, she hasn't actually done anything on her own in a long time if ever she was never allowed to as i understand you see there's a point in time i didn't understand that but now it's like you know with kanye kanye's music i'm developing a taste for because i'm keeping an open mind i never really was a fan of his his music at all so i didn't pay him any attention and then when he started circulating around in the media and everybody was on his case I did what I always do. I listened to him. And he's not making any less sense than than any other person, except for the fact that he is not going along with a mainstream thought process. He's anti-abortion. He's, he's found God at some point. He's very close to God. 
that's something I understand because that's a journey I had to take in my life. You know, um, my early teens, I was very bitter and and f- for because of the loss of my brother, I turned away from religion because, you know, how could a God let that happen? You know, but uh, I've had a spiritual journey and I found God in my own way. And uh, I don't think I have to act perfect to be close to God. And I think God understands that. That's my relationship with God. How you feel in your relationship with God is is up to you. And that goes back to what we're talking about here. Uh, I just don't think it's fair to judge people just because they disagree with you. I'm not. I drink black coffee and I eat well done steaks. They're, I mean, okay, that makes me who I am. We're all different. Maybe if you develop a taste for black coffee, you'll find that you get much more flavor. You're not covering it up with sugar and milk and all this just to get the caffeine charge out of it. So that's why you drink coffee the way you do. You mask the flavor of the coffee with everything you can think of with your frappe latte, sugar li- sugar-filled concoction, okay? The thing about it is, at the end of the day, you just want that that caffeine charge. I, on the other hand, have developed a taste for the product itself, the pureness of the bean, okay? And uh, a good pot of brewed coffee a good coffee and a process that does like cold brew, like a really cold brewed coffee um, that would take you about, you know, eight to 18 to 24 hours to brew a pot of, uh, which re- retains all the natural oils and all the, everything in, in the bean with a delicately ground roasted product. Um, that's a very good complex experience. Okay, and it's something just like a good record. See, that's what I'm all about. You sit down and you enjoy the ritual of a good record. Not only do you have superior quality as far as the sound goes, but you have the nuance that goes along with it. The little, you know, the the little spot every half turn that you hear. It's not quite a crack and it's not quite a pop, but you know there's a little anomaly there on your record. You know that's your record because every time it gets to that same spot on the record, you hear it. Or you hear it sprinkled with a little bit of pops and hisses and your ears are tuning in hard and you're trying to decipher every instrument of that saxophone, that piano, Coltrane, getting it, man. But your ears are focused. You're filtering out all that noise. You don't need software. You don't need a perfect digital copy. Your brain is filtering out that noise. And that noise is snowflakes on a beautiful mountaintop. It's not noise. It's part of the picture. The picture of sound. And... uh, that's what coffee is to me, and that is what a steak is to me. And that's what going against the grain is all about. So, Brittany, Kanye, uh, really, I'm rooting for y'all. I'm rooting for you big time because you do, you do you. Kanye didn't become one of the most wealthiest people in the country by listening to other people. He was listening to the voices in his head. So, if you want to call that, that crazy, uh, go right ahead. But uh, he's got more money than you do. And then as far as Brittany goes, well, she's trying to figure it out. She's never been allowed to be a grown-up. Her her whole life was this this altered state of reality, you know. And she's trying to figure it out. She's trying. And uh, I'm rooting for her. I really am. I'm rooting for her. And um, she should have enough money. That uh, she didn't want to perform or sing again. She just wanted to be with her kids and straighten it out. She shouldn't have to work again. She earned that. She was robbed. She was exploited by her own family. She's just absolutely ludicrous to me how you could do that to your own family. 
Um, there's things in my family I just don't understand, and I get angry every time I think about it because I can't understand it. There's no reason for it. And that's that. I mean, you know, I went on a little tirade there. I went, I got a little emotional. I didn't really talk a whole lot about the news, but it is in the news. Britney's in the news. Kanye's in the news. And I'm not just going to sit here and read headlines. You can do that. I'm going to give you another way to think about it and another possibility that you may not have thought of before. Still letting you know what's going on in the world as far as the music goes. And uh, I've tried to do it the other way, y'all. Just you know, y'all, y'all like it this way. Apparently, I don't, I don't understand it. But um, I was gonna do the rant thing in a whole other segment, but I uh, listened to the crowd, and the crowd has spoken. So yeah, that's that's that, and uh, we'll we'll go right on and uh, wrap this new segment up. And that was the news all right so where was i speaking about speakers yeah so medium-sized speakers i think is what we're going to go with uh which he has set up and he's definitely i haven't been kind of i've been looking at phonographs what might be a good choice for him I haven't really discussed that matter with him entirely. Um, we're trying to iron out a lot of the other technical stuff. Um, and whether he wants, he definitely wants a CD player. Because um, I, I, I think he's got several CDs there. Um, but as far as the optical equipment goes, like the. Uh, just definitely be a Blu-ray player in there somewhere, which might be a game system, like a PlayStation. Uh, or he m- might go with a dedicated Blu-ray uh, device. Um, again, I'm not focusing on the video aspect as much. Uh, just keeping it to the audio. Because I'm not trying to overwhelm myself more than, you know, I've already gotten myself into. Um, But at the same time, I think that uh, he's well on his way to having a really nice system that he can be proud of. And uh, I'm proud to help him with that. And... There's a few other details we need to iron out. Um, I'm I I'm unemployed right now, so I've been busy trying to get employed, and that's been kind of a struggle. That's been kind of like my priorities, just trying to find a job. I put in applications everywhere, and uh, that's kind of. That's kind of got my focus right now because uh, as many jobs as out there, um, I really like to grab one of them because I do miss having a steady paycheck. <laughs> vacation was nice, but it's, it's, it's time to get moving on other things. And uh, that's just how I see things. Uh, I'm not sure what size television he's going to go with. Like Again, I haven't really discussed the video portion with him. But uh, I like the fact that we're keeping this scalable. This is going to be a, a setup where I feel like he can grow it as he wants to. Even as far as the speakers go, he can demote them. Uh, to surround speakers at some point if he wants to get larger speakers for the f- for as as main uh, front drivers uh, at some point he could add a subwoofer to the mix um, the Akio receiver that we're looking at right now has dedicated output for just a subwoofer so He shouldn't have any problem reaching theater quality audio on this. 
And when that happens, uh, I really feel like he will have something, like I said, that he could be proud of. And as far as collecting the media goes, uh, that's, records are tricky. Um, he might keep it to a select few records that he really, really appreciates and just stick to CDs. Uh, don't really know. To me, a CD through a really good sound system is kind of weird. Like, my ears don't trust it for some reason. It's too perfect. Um, I don't know if that's because I spent my whole life listening to music that was not up to snuff, you know. But when I had the money to really invest in high-end audio gear... Um, CDs never really, I, I just can never get used to them. It's just, uh, especially the high end, the the high frequencies, just, um, it was still, as I think about it, it's just kind of weird. It's just too, too perfect. And uh, now my digital setup here at the desktop with optical, uh, I don't have wires going from the computer to the speaker. I've got an optical cable. And uh, that setup itself is, is kind of weird because I'm like, dude, that took the first couple weeks is really hard to get used to. But um, now it's just like uh, I bought these speakers to have that flat response with the the low frequencies and the high frequencies jumping in there. And uh, so it's just, I think it's more of an ear adjustment thing. It's whatever your ears do get adjusted to. And um, it's crazy what your ears do get adjusted to because my philosophy in recording, you know, crap in is crap out. Doesn't matter what you listen with. If you didn't use good equipment to record it in the first place, that's the first link in the chain to break, as far as I'm concerned. You didn't use good equipment recording it. You didn't use good technique. You didn't use good cabling or good mics, whatever. You, you know, uh, it doesn't matter how you listen to it. And a lot of times, the system gets the blame for somebody who didn't really record, like punk rock, for example. I don't see a lot of people in the audiophile space listening to punk rock because when punk rock first came out, they didn't give a hoot about the sound quality. You went from the Grateful Dead, who wanted their live performance to sound as good as their recorded performance in the studio to let's just get as loud as possible and make a lot of noise. I have a respect for both. I'm not a big Grateful Dead fan, but I have a lot of respect for Bob Heil, who did their sound, who made this microphone that I'm using to record you your podcast with. Um, so I do understand that Bob Heil, being the sound man for uh, the Grateful Dead, appreciated uh, their dedication to high-quality reproduction. And whether I'm a fan of Grateful Dead or not, um, that's what I appreciate, is the, the care that goes into actually recording the music and actually reproducing it on the other end of the spectrum. It's like a threshold that you're crossing over. You're crossing over. You're from point A to point B. And that in between right there is not as important. You know, every other aspect of philosophy, the in between is the important. Like the dash between born and died. Uh, the thing about it was, uh, I forget who said that. There's a, there's a really famous philosopher. I think it may have been one of the Greek philosophers uh, who said, you know, um, 
that the dash in the middle was the important part. Um, and it's just a dash. You know, you got a gear, and then, you know, another gear. The dash in the middle is where the story was. You know, I forget what philosopher said that. I'm going to look that up, probably post it on my Facebook. But um, I know it was a famous guy. It was somebody like Churchill, maybe not Churchill, some some writer, some this famous person said it uh, because it's been it's been claimed here and there over the years. I've heard different people uh, recite that particular observation, if you will. I would like to say quote, but it, it's been said so many different ways. It's not really a direct quote. It's just an observation at this point. And somewhere along the line, I heard the name of the person who coined that philosophy or that observation. And uh, now I'm curious as to who said it. Um, uh, it. Like I said, it was a famous scholar or philosopher or something like that. If you know, um, hit me up in the email and let me know. But uh, I'm going to try to wrap this up. And uh, I, I kind of feel like this episode was a little unprepared. I was going to do the whole episode on Klipsch, but I kind of feel like um, I kind of left some stones unturned on the last episode that we did with Geo. Uh, covering how to set up a new system and everything. And I don't feel like I can talk about these brands. Uh, well, I can, and it it's just how I want to structure it. But um, I'm not selling these brands. I'm just telling you about them, and I'm telling you about my preference. Um, so I kind of kind of did a, uh, what do you call it, a remake or a, t a second look at how I wanted to approach the topic of the newbie. Because um, it's really easy for me to assume. What I know, I just automatically assume people just know. I just assume it's common knowledge until I've been getting a lot of questions uh, from listeners, friends, family. Um, you know, Since you are into this, Scott, and I kind of know this about you, uh, how do I do this? What do you think about that? Um you know, um, from people that don't play guitar and want to start playing guitar, they don't want to buy a cheap instrument, but then again, they don't want to buy something expensive or, you know, hey, I, I kind of want to start listening to music other than in my car or my phone. I kind of want to introduce it to my life again. You know, just all these different scenarios are coming at me and, uh, Actually, on my Facebook, I'm going to do a Q&A at some point. And uh, I've got a live show uh, tomorrow night, Friday. But uh, I'm going to do a Q&A kind of setup. Or we're going to have like a workshop and, and hopefully I can answer some of these questions live. But I'm going to wrap this episode up. Um, I kind of want to just give an overview of, hey, um, here's some, a way to think about setting up your system. Um, of course, there was a new segment thrown in there. Uh, I kind of feel like, you know, start with your speakers um, because that's going to be the end product. Whatever you hear is going to come out of those. So start with speakers and then understand what kind of amplifier or receiver you want to use with those speakers and then just go on down the line. How far do you want to take this? Um, the two things that are going to be the most expensive uh, that you have to have are your speakers and your amplifier how you drive those speakers. That's your two biggest expenses. Everything else you can kind of, you don't have to have a phonograph. You don't have to have a tape deck. Um, first generation play, if you, for, you, for you people out there, uh, the first generation big PlayStation 1 um, 
is the best CD player for music ever produced to this day. Uh, get your hands on one of those. Introduce it to your system as a CD player. And by far, the, the electronics in that device for CD reproduction, as far as music reproduction goes via CD, is unparalleled. Um, not many people know that, but I do. And take my word for it. Um, it'll look goofy in your system. It doesn't have that, that clean look to it. But get you a nice example off eBay or flea market. It's got to be the first gen and not the small version. The large version, first PlayStation. Uh, Sony, as usual, lost their hats on the products that went into that and or the components that went into that. They spared no expense in the development. And... Uh, not many people think of those as CD players, so the audiophiles hasn't, haven't really jumped on that bandwagon yet. Um, plus, they don't like how they look, you know, and they can't just believe that this game system beats their three thousand dollar, you know, whatever. Okay, so just trust me on that. Do just Google it. Okay, just trust me. Go get you a first gen full size PlayStation One. And that'll be the highest quality CD player you can put your hands on. I don't care how much it costs. There's none better. And if there is, I don't know about it. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode, I think. Um, next episode, I'll probably dive a little bit more into Klipsch. Um, what my history with Klipsch is and how those roads crossed. And why I still think Clips is the best on the market from, you know, for my money. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't disrespect other makers of, uh, of speakers. It's just from day one, I've heard these speakers. I've heard Clips from, you know, their professional PA systems to... They're home audio stuff, and uh, you, you just, you're not going to beat it. Uh, so I'll get a little more into that later, uh, next episode, and hopefully it'll be on time. Or maybe I just shifted the schedule here. Maybe this schedule will work better for me in the future. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, in fact, I probably will adhere to this schedule moving forward, uh, just for the sheer fact that I think... I did this when I could do it, so if I can do this at this time during this period in the week, then <coughs> that'd be a lot easier because I just couldn't get to it beforehand. Uh, so again, that's going to wrap it up. Um, again, you'll hear the you'll hear the email prompts in here, but I'll go ahead and throw it in there just in case. B u g d o m at yahoo dot com would be the best way to email me. Uh, B-U-G-D-O-M, one word, lowercase, at yahoo.com. And uh, just if you got any questions or if you want to just complain about this episode being late, I, I understand. But I'd like to start getting email there because that will help me direct the show um, where, where I would like to go with it. Uh, I know a lot of people have come to me on Facebook and, you know, people that I know personally listen to the show and kind of help me with where I'd like to go. I would like to do some interviews going forward. I'm scheduling another one with Geo at some point, but we're having issues getting uh, Geek versus Geek recorded. Uh, I really feel bad about that because it looks like we have abandoned ship on that and we haven't. I think we've got that solved finally. Uh, at least a workaround to the problem that we were having. And if that works, uh, like I hope it does, then we should have a new episode of Geek vs. Geek out pretty soon. Uh, he's had a busy schedule himself along with my schedule not lining up properly, and uh, it is what it is. And, uh, God, I know, I know. Uh, 
uh, I need to work on my modulation, as it were. But I have no script that I'm working here with. Uh, I just want this to feel like it's natural. It's really what I think and not somebody telling me what to think. So there's that. Anyway, uh, good show, I think, I hope. I mean, it's up to y'all. Hate this late. And I'll see you next time uh, where we'll be talking more specifically about clips, hopefully. Uh, maybe I'll split it up. Uh, there's some other things I'd like to hurry up and talk to y'all about but that may or may not work but uh i know a lot of people have been asking me about clips after the pose thing so moving forward with that i'll catch y'all later and have a good day hi there this is the bug just want to remind you if you want to reach me at any point in time i can be reached via email at b-u-g-d-o-m at yahoo.com bugdom at yahoo.com again for questions feedback or just general information b-u-g-d-o-m at yahoo.com that's one word